0: Hi, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to the Tipsy Traveler podcast, where we talk about cocktails, travel stories, and how-tos. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the 16th episode of the Tipsy Traveler podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to unplan a trip, (laughs) which is really something I just made up, so bear with me. But of course, before we get started, I want to share with you guys the cocktail of the week. This week, the cocktail is called Death in the Gulf Stream. (laughs) I've heard that Hemingway really liked this drink, and I don't know, it just sounded fun if I'm being honest. So essentially what it is, is two ounces of gin, an ounce of lime juice, half an ounce of cane syrup and then a few dashes of Angostura bitters or like any kind of aromatic bitters and then some grated zest uh, from the lime and I don't know why it's called death in the Gulf Stream because if there's death in a drink like the the word death I think it's gonna be like over-the-top boozy but like two ounces is pretty normal for a drink especially a drink this size so yeah I don't really know I mean the Gulf Stream part makes sense because of all the lime But I hope you guys try it and I hope you really enjoy it. If you want to see me make it on TikTok, you can hop over to our TikTok. We are at the Tipsy Traveler on TikTok. Woo. (laughs) And I've got to say, every single time I talk about TikTok, I feel like a poser because I really don't know what I'm doing. And I am not that old, but I feel really old when it comes to learning things like TikTok. I don't know. I'm suddenly realizing all the times that my parents were frustrated when new technology came out and they didn't want to have to learn it, and I was like, it's so easy, it's so simple, just like pick up your iPhone and know what to do, because I was a kid and learning things came naturally. But now I'm in my late 20s and I'm like, I have to learn a whole new application, I just figured out the new updates to Instagram and you want me to learn an entirely new app. Great. Love it. (laughs) Now that my TikTok rant is done, <laughs> today I want to tell you guys a little bit about how I unplanned trips. I know that I talk a lot about planning trips, which I obviously love to do, but going on a trip that is unplanned is probably my most natural state. I'm hyper organized when I'm at home. I mean, I'm a business owner, so I kind of have to be to keep up with everything going on. So I have multiple calendars and to-do lists and all kinds of workflows to keep me on track when I'm at home, but there's something Thing about traveling that like I don't want to have to do that so I tend to plan when I can my big plans so like airfare like a round trip ticket somewhere and then just kind of wing the rest and much to my boyfriend's chagrin <laughs> also every time I say that word chagrin I think about tag the movie which if you haven't seen you definitely need to go watch I think that movie is so funny and honestly it's mostly Hannibal Burris. I just think that his form of comedy is just like my sense of humor anyway anyway Anyway, I'm obviously all over the place today with my (laughs) random little tangents, but go watch Tag. anyway. So, unplanning a trip does take a little bit of practice because it definitely doesn't come natural to most people. And it's also important to note that there are places in the world and parts of the world where this doesn't work. For instance, Patagonia or the Grand Canyon that you can't wait until the last minute because everything will be booked up, which I've definitely found out the hard way. (laughs) So, if you're going to somewhere that has like very specific housing or very limited spaces, then that's an area that unplanning isn't going to work. You need to plan in advance. However, if you're going somewhere like Southeast Asia or even parts of Europe that you're gonna be hopping from mostly medium to large size cities, and you'll have lots of housing options and you're not going to like Oktoberfest or like some big event like that, I highly recommend trying the unplanning route and just seeing how it feels, even if it's just for a couple days. So typically, what this looks like for me is figuring out what part of the world I want to go to or makes the most sense for this kind of trip and buy a round trip flight to said part of the world <laughs> and then book a hotel or a hostel for the night that I land there because I know that I want to sleep. Like ASAP. I'm just already grumpy thinking about being on a plane for 12 hours. So, most of the time, I book somewhere that night. So, when I get off the plane, I can go straight to wherever I'm staying. And then the next day, I wake up, I ask the front desk person at the hotel or the hostel or wherever, hey, like, what's cool to do? What can't I miss in this city? And sometimes, you know, if you're going somewhere that's pretty famous, like Paris, you might already have an idea. Oh, I know I want to see the Eiffel Tower. Oh, I know I want to go to the Louvre. You might already have an idea. But if you don't, for some reason, Reason, I found that most hotel and hostel people are used to these kinds of questions and they might try and point you in the direction of something more touristy which if you don't want to do you can say no but like what are the actual cool things to do or you can ask more pointed questions that won't lead to the most touristy A bit 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 the most touristy things if you wanted to. You could also, and this is something that I do pretty often, you could also make a friend at said hostel or hotel. Most of the time, hostels are a better place for making friends. <laughs> Hotels, not so much most of the time. I mean, I could be wrong. Prove me wrong. But, and just kind of see what they're doing. See if they're going on a tour. See what they're going out in the world to do that day or what they did the day before that they really enjoyed. Because honestly, not every single thing that you do while you're traveling is going to be on un- tourist. Like there's no way to do that. I'm not going to say no way, but it is really difficult, especially since you are a tourist. So talking to other tourists to see what they've done that they really enjoyed is a really good place to start sometimes. And then as the day kind of goes about and you're doing the activities that you just decided on, you kind of think through like, Hey, do I like this hostel or the hotel where I'm currently staying? Is it centrally located now that I know where things are? Now that I've gone into the city, is it an hour bus ride into the city? Is it a 2-minute walk to all the cool things? Or could there be a more centrally located or cleaner or cheaper or more expensive option that would fit your needs better? And so then kind of throughout the day I'm ruminating on that, and sometimes it's very apparent. Sometimes I get to a place and I'm like this place is so cool. I have to stay here again. And sometimes I get to places and I'm like, I'm really sketched out. There are slugs in my bedroom. I cannot stay here. <laughs> that That's a true story. Actually, there were slugs at this one hostel I stayed in. Oh, where was that? Well, now, of course, I'm not going to remember. It might have been Kuala Lumpur. It was somewhere in Southeast Asia. And there were like multiple slugs right by my bed, and I did not get very much sleep. But it's fine. So then by dinner, I have a set plan. And I have either gone back to my hostel in my hotel to let them know I want to stay another night or find somewhere else on the internet or whatever. And then this just kind of goes on, you rinse and repeat. And I think that this really freaks some people out. Because what if you can't find somewhere to stay? But I mean, realistically, if you're in a medium to large size city, there are so many options. but you're right. It does mean that occasionally, you know, from time to time, you might have to stay somewhere that isn't your first choice because things are sold out because your first choice is sold out. So I'm not going to say that that never happens, but I'm saying that most of the time it's not going to. And also you'll be able to find somewhere to sleep. But if you're a really particular person, this is not the method for you. I'm just going to throw that out there. This is more for people who are like down to go with the flow. And one of the best like perks or pros of traveling this way is that, you're not locked into something. So if you get somewhere and you don't like it, you're not locked into staying there for a week because you booked a week of hotels and you don't want to forfeit that money. This doesn't happen to me very often because I like most places. And actually, the only time that I can really think that I really could not stand a place was Bangkok. (laughs) I got to Bangkok. Everyone had kind of talked it up, if I'm being honest. But I got to Bangkok and it was hot and it was crowded and I was just sticky the entire time, which I know part of that is just being in a warmer climate but part of it too was just it's a big city. There are a lot of people there. There are a lot of tourists and so I did some of the tourist things the first day I got there and I just decided it was not for me. So I did stay one more night and then after that I got on a train (laughs) but I was supposed to spend an entire week there and I keep thinking about like if I had spent an entire week there instead of going to see other parts of Thailand that I loved so much more and got to spend time on the beach which I mean who doesn't want to spend time on the beach? And how different that trip would have been if I had locked myself in to a week's worth of hotels and a week's worth of tours or other tickets to things and I wasn't able to leave when I was grumpy and hot. (laughs) Speaking of which, as I'm just throwing out random advice, if you go to Southeast Asia and you are particularly prone to being grumpy when you're warm like I am, anytime I'm like a little bit overly hot, I get really grumpy. Make sure that you're double checking to see if your hostel has a fan in the room or air conditioning in the room or neither because I definitely stayed in a hostel the first night that had neither and it was absolutely miserable you guys. So make sure that you're paying attention to that because if you're really high maintenance (laughs) you might need air conditioner like me (laughs) which I never thought I was going to be that person but honestly I just get so irritated when I'm warm like I can't handle it. So just be paying attention to that when you book things. So if you have the option to kind of go with the flow of the day and mix things up if you're not feeling it. It does bring kind of an extra (laughs) spontaneity to the trip, but also it's okay if you don't enjoy something because you can move on a lot easier. I feel like this tactic definitely lends itself best to backpackers, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You could even make three or four days out of your week-long trip this way and have more set plans for the rest of it. I know that my boyfriend is a lot more of a planner when we go on international trips because he gets a little bit more nervous. So we've met sometimes in the middle and uncompromised trips where we have a few days in the middle where we just kind of get to do whatever we want, but the beginning part, the first few days of the trip and the last few days are like pretty rigidly planned. I say rigid, I mean he's not even like an over-the-top like rigid planner, just more so than I am, which is hilarious because we are the exact opposite when we're at home. (laughs) He's the one who's like super go with the flow when we're at home, and I'm the one who has like every single thing detail planned. (laughs) I don't know what happens when we get on an airplane, but like the whole world changes. (laughs) I'm really curious to see how this plays out for other people, because I think that unplanning or like having a loose structure for trips is the best way to travel. Obviously, I'm biased, but I wonder how well this transfers over to people who may maybe haven't traveled as much or don't feel as confident because I'm kind of one of those people that whenever I'm dropped into a situation I'm just going to figure it out and like if it doesn't work I'm going to pivot and not that I don't get rattled easily because that's not true but but more so that I'm not scared of getting lost in a city that I don't know or getting on the wrong bus because I've done it so much that it's kind of second nature to me I have a game plan in my mind of what to do if it happens but I'd love for you guys to let me know how this works if you're starting to plan a trip as the world is being pieced back together after covid and you want to try something new try having a really loose structure and let me know how it goes you can reach out to me on instagram we are at the tipsy traveler official or TikTok, we are at the Tipsy Traveler. And yeah, I really hope that you start implementing some loose structure into your trip planning because it is really exhilarating to have that free space to do whatever you want. (laughs) Next week, I'm going to be talking about cruising. Something you may not know about me is that I love to cruise. I'll get into why and where and when and blah, 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 blah next week. (laughs) In the meantime, I really hope I hear from you guys. And yeah, let's talk about traveling. It's time.